0: everybody. So I'll tell you, Ma'isa. you know, one of the great rabbis, one of the great tzaddikim, was the Yismach Maisha. <clears throat> Yismach Maisha was a forebearer of many great tzaddikim. Now he was a chassid himself of the Chais of Lublin, but he wasn't born into a chassidic family. He wasn't born into the way of the Baal Shem. He was born uh, into a little bit of a mesnagdisha family, a family that was opposed to the ways of chassidus. Now, uh, it was a whole journey of how the Yisach Moeisha found himself by the choice of Lublin, but Yisach Moeisha was known as a genius in learning, a huge, huge Talmud Chacham, and he was. And the story goes that he was getting more and more involved in Pnimis Hatayr and Kabbalah, and through learning those uh, Svarim in that aspect of Tayer, he became more and more uh, drawn to the way of the Bal Shem Tev. And the story goes that there was, that he was almost ready to make the decision to become a chassid, but there was something holding him back. There was something that was still bothering him about the way of the Baal Shem Tov, and he couldn't really get over it. And it was the following aspect. The Yisroch Maisha himself was extremely sensitive to galus, very, very sensitive to gullus. He was someone that was always longing for Mashiach, always very sensitive to the pain and the suffering of the divine presence in Galus to the Jewish people in Galus, he was uh, he was uh, he's, he was someone that fulfilled the mitzvah of mourning over the base Mikdash very, very intensely, and so the Yisach was always bothered with how is it that by the Chassidim one of the big inyanim by the Balshem and his students is to be Besamcha. and it always bothered him. He understands. I understand, sadly, Yisach Mashiach that being Besamcha is very important. I understand, but lemaisa we're in Galus. Lemaisa there's no base Mikdash. And the pain of, of Golis was so acute to the Yitzmach Moshe that it always w- was a big difficulty for him. If I'm going to become a Chassid, how could I embrace the Havad of Simcha to the fullest degree if Luma were in Golis? And this is something that was plaguing him, was holding him back. But at some point he decided, you know what, let me let me speak to one of the Tzaddikim about it and, and we'll see what happens. So he traveled to the Chais of Lublin. The Chais of Lublin was one of the great Tzaddikim of the time. And he figured he was going to go to the Chais of Lublin. And he'll present this question to the Khaiza and hopefully he'll get an answer or will make a decision from there. You know, so when it comes to the Khaiza of Lublin, uh, when people would go to him, you didn't have to actually ask your questions. He knew he's called the seer of Lublin for a reason. He looked at you and he knew right away what was bothering him. So the Yisrael Moshe goes in, uh, as a young man, uh, again, uh, but he has in his mind this question that he's going to ask the Khaizah. The Khaiza sees him, and even without the Meshah saying a word, the Chayes says, "Let me tell you, Misa." Okay. So okay, tells him He says the following: mushal. the Chayes said, you know, he said the kings of old, you know, for entertainment purposes. So they, you know, they couldn't like go to the movies or go to a ball game. The thing, one of the things that the kings of old, that, uh, not just the kings, but anyone in an uh, aristocratic uh, person would do, was that they would go hunting. Hunting for sport—that was a, a favorite pastime of nobility. So the Chayes said there was a mice of a king who went on a hunting trip. And when the king goes on a hunting trip, he's not wearing his royal clothing. He's wearing his—you uh, know—the the clothing of a peasant, of a, maybe maybe a little bit higher than a peasant, but but he's wearing hunting clothing. So he's going there with his entourage, and obviously he has a whole escort with him. The king is someone that has never really spent any time in the wild or by himself. He's uh, born and raised in the lap of luxury, but he goes on a hunting trip. So, said the of the mice is the, the king is out there with uh, with the chaver, and all of a sudden, storm clouds come, and the sky darkens, and lightning and thunder. It becomes a torrential a torrential downpour, and it's uh, and it becomes even dangerous. Trees are being hit by lightning all around them. It becomes very very frightening, and everyone starts scattering. And all the members of the of the of the entourage, they push and forget that, that their job is to uh, to save the king, to protect the king. They're worried about themselves at that moment. So everyone scatters and the king is never left by himself. So he figures to himself, listen, everyone's running for shelter. I'll run for shelter. So he runs. But again, he doesn't know how to deal with the forest and the wilderness. And, you know, in, in thick forest and thick bush, even if you're a few feet off the the path, you might not realize it. it could feel to you like you're hundred miles away. And it's very easily, very, you, could, you could easily get lost. So after, after a little bit of a while, the king is running, 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 looking for shelter and he finds shelter and he waits for the storm to pass. Now this is already a bunch of hours later. By the time the storm, the storm passes, the king gets out of the, you know, the, the thicket that he was protecting himself in, he's completely lost. Now, meanwhile, everyone, all of his entourage, they realize what they did. They're a little bit nervous about getting into trouble about that. So they sort of kind of look around, but they they go home. They go back to the palace. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king, is by himself. So he's wandering from, you know, through the forest. He doesn't know where he's going, what direction. Until finally, finally, he, he finds a house. He finds a little, little shack. So Baruch Hashem is lucky. He goes to the shack. He knocks on the door. And this peasant opens the door. And he says, who are you? And he says, I'm the king, I need you to take me into your house, I'm the king. The peasant says, you're the king. Yeah, you're, you're the fifth guy coming to my house that says he's the king, you're not the king. He closes the door in his face. So uh, he goes to the next house, and by this point, again, he's he's starving, he's thirsty, he's almost, uh, you know, the cold is, is setting into his bones. It's a dangerous situation, he's by himself in the woods. Eventually he gets to a, a house, knocks on the door, I'm the king, bologna, you're the king, slams the door in his face. And he keeps on going like this from house to house until finally, finally, said the chayza, the king goes to a certain house, he knocks on the door, a peasant opens the door, and the peasant looks at him, and the peasant says, Ah, oh, your majesty, please come on in. And the king and the king says, oh, thank you so much. But Then the king thinks to himself, like, how did you know it was me? So he says, oh, your majesty, you don't, you don't recognize me? So the, the king says, remind me who you are, I'm so sorry. And he says, "Listen, we were we were we were children in the same class. We were we. I remember you from from Cheder, from from uh, from when we were little kids. You were the king. You were the prince at the time. At least you were the prince. But I so we didn't really we didn't really know each other so much. We didn't interact so much because I was just a peasant kid and you were the prince. But I recognize you. I know you. I know you. and, and now I see you. So come on in. I'll take care of you. And the king sits down." And the whole night they're, they're sharing stories about their youth. They're, they're talking about their old teachers, you know, and, and the old school and the old neighborhood. And the king is going through the night like this and they're eating, they're schmoozing, they're laughing, they're having a great time. And at the end of the night, when, when the sun comes up and it's time for the king to uh, get directions from the peasant to get back to the palace, the king notices that the peasant begins to cry. And the king turns to me and says, you know, Yanka, why are you crying? He says, why am I crying? Because I'm realizing now that the whole night I was talking to the king, Mamash, the king of the entire country in such a casual way, I feel terrible. I feel so guilty that that I feel guilty for talking to you like that. And all the more, and, and really what, what what's really bothering me is, is seeing you this way, is that the king, you should be wearing royal garments, you should be sitting in the palace with a throne, with an entourage protecting you and so on. And look at you you, 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 you look like any one of us paupers, any one of us peasants, and I shouldn't cry. So the king turns to him and he says, listen Yanko, I'll tell you the truth, Itaka is a design It is beneath my dignity to be in this situation. It is worthy to cry about. But I'll tell you something between me and you, Yonkel, I never had a night like this that I can remember. Whenever I'm in the palace, whenever people talk to me, it's your majesty, the king, and they're always talking like third person. I can never truly be myself. No one is themselves with me because there's always this air of of royalty around me. But the king says to the Yonkel, he says, Yonkel, this was the first time in my entire life really, that I honestly had a normal conversation with an old friend. And, and he says, yeah, Uncle, maybe it's good to cry over my situation. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm laughing and smiling over my situation. Because I know I'll get back to the palace. I'll get there. I'm not so concerned. You'll give me good directions. I'll get there. But this night that we were able to just to schmooze like old friends, without having guards, without having any gabayim in between us. yeah, th- This is something that gave me a lot of naches. That's what the king says. Says the chayzit v'yasach no, of course Golis is difficult. And of course, there's reason to mourn and be sad over the fact that the king of all kings is walking the streets of the world like a pauper and like a peasant. But there is something to say, and there is something to celebrate over the fact that the in that situation, where the, where the Rabbanu Shluelam is in exile, there's something to celebrate over the fact that we have the schus of taking him into our homes and being able to talk to Rabbanu Shluelam like old friends. And that's what the Jewish soul is, you know? The, Shalom, the, the You know, when, when a Jewish soul comes in contact with the Bari Eilam, we recognize him from, from the old country, you know? We recognize him from, from, from Cheder. We recognize him from what it was in Shemayim. And, there's only, and only the Rabbanu Shalom and us are able to talk like good old friends. When the Rabbanu is in his palace, now there's, there's already Gabbayim, there's a lot of Malachim between us and him. But when the Rabbanu is in Galus. Of course we're mourning and we're sad over it, but there's something special and sweet and, and, and happy and actually uh, something to celebrate even over the fact that the Rabbanu is walking like a pauper, so to speak, and giving us the opportunity to speak to him in an open, in an open way, like good old, like friends. And there's a symbol that the Rabbanu even has over the fact that he's spoken to in such a way of, uh, of of friends from from the old country, and from that the uh, Yisach was able to become a chassid. Hashem should bless us that we should be to have to experience gula and bring the king back to the palace. But you know, once the king is back to the palace and Yankel comes to visit again, Yankel doesn't have to deal with all the ministers and uh, technical details of setting up an appointment. Yankel could always go back in because when the king looks at Yankel, he's a reminder of that night in the shack, when they were able just to talk like old friends. Hashem should bless us. We should be zolchot to talk to the Rav in that way. And we should give him nachas. The Rav should be yafas. We We should be zolchot to experience a week of simcha, of nachas, and bracha. Ad belidai, vizkot, tzedek, meher vimeinu, amen.